brothers and sisters, you got to give me a minute here. <clears throat> the Holy Ghost hit me. And I just shouted all over my pulpit, all over this floor. I thought I was going to fall out. The power of God hit me so strong. I just could not. I couldn't contain it. Oh, God, thank you. Thank you this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for manifesting your presence in this sanctuary. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God said, your finances are getting better. Yesterday, um, two, two, to, uh, oh God, help me. Help me this morning. Two priority mail um, envelopes came, Jessica, with the prayers. I got one hand delivered. And I really can't, I don't know what came in the email because I spent all of yesterday um, in the fellowship room really just presenting, um, oh God, thank you this morning, thank you, just presenting Thanksgiving. Unto God, I, I had to thank him for everything that he's done for uh, the deadline and for um, Jesus believers and for me and Brother Joe and Jose here. And I had to thank him <clears throat> for um, Mark because I was very concerned and Angela, up there in Boston, I was very concerned because Angela led this young man to the Lord that was dating her daughter. And the parents are, I've been told, in heavy into, um, uh, 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 oh God. Catholicism and into um, I don't know much more than that but I do know that young Kevin is getting delivered through this deadline and he was trusting me for help and leadership in his newfound walk. He's blessed that his girlfriend who he had to break up with and her parents because she was putting too much pressure 
from uh, the witchcraft background of the parents, I believe. But at any rate, and one day I asked Mark, I, I don't even know how close Mark is to where this young man lives, but Mark said to me, without hesitation, it, do, it doesn't matter. It's in Massachusetts. And Mark went and bought a Bible, even although at the same time, we put uh, Brother Joe overnighted him, I mean, overnighted to Angela, to Angela's house, the Spirit Life Bible, because his dad had told me, as I told you yesterday, that I could not mail the Bible to his house. You see, brothers and sisters, I have learned when you do things decently and in order, but when you do things God's way, then God can move in it. When you do it in your flesh, even although it might be a good thing, it may not be the God thing that will enable and allow God to move in it. Well, Mark went and bought a Bible for Kevin, and he drove it to his house. I mean, I didn't even I didn't I didn't even have a chance to call Mark back to find out what happened because remember I was telling you about the weightiness of God. Well, the weightiness of God was on me so much so yesterday. That weightiness of God it can be so heavy sometimes that it just it just it just um it just covers you and you're unable to um thank you God. That's when God is working on you. You know, I told you God God makes you and God wants to make you and me. God made men and God made women. God made children. So what happens is that Mark left his home, and he has a young son. I think his son is 12 or 13. I'm not certain. But he took his son because God told me to uh, tell Mark to take his son with him and, and, and keep his son near him in, in everything that he's doing. And I didn't know why, but I just told Mark what God said. Well, anyway... Brothers and sisters, some of you, listen to me, will never abide in the fullness of the anointing that God has on your life. It's going to flow through your children. It's going to flow through your one child that has been peculiar and called and chosen of God. You got one. Because, see, God was saying to me, remember God told me a couple days ago, a week or so, behold, I show you a mystery. The mystery is that it's in your seed. It was always in your seed. It was in your parents' seed, your grandparents' seed. But some of you, you're going to have good success. But your seed, your child, is going to have great success. 
Now, I'm not saying, I'm saying that one. That one. You see, God um, does things in the natural. Now, it doesn't even have to always be, but for sure it's in your one biological seed. But then you have spiritual seed, too. Because because we're a, a part of the family of God. So it's like people like me that don't have any biological seed. So he, he gives the barren woman spiritual seed. Spiritual seed. Spiritual sons, spiritual daughters. So, uh, excuse me. I'm trying to uh, get this anointing down to normal. You know, <laughs> normal where I could talk and uh, function. Because that, that weightiness, that weightiness of God, this new place that God is bringing some of us, not all of us. You know, I, I don't know. I know that, you know, probably where I am, which wherever that is, others have been there before and others are there and, and, and in a greater extent than I am even right now. But see, that's not my issue. That's not my concern. My concern is what am I going to do with the rod that's in my hand? No concern. What you gonna do with the rod that's in your hand? God told Moses, lift up that rod and the parted. Aaron's rod budded. Don't know why I'm going this way exactly this morning, except that um, God said, God said this. And let it appear right before my eyes, your finances are getting better. But you know what, brothers and sisters, the word not mixed with faith avails you nothing. That's why some of you aren't um, aren't even more blessed. I know you're blessed to be alive, but it's not a blessing to be struggling and fighting. You know, it's a blessing when you thrive in the Lord. It's a blessing when you abide in him and he directs your path. He directs your steps. It's a blessing when your mouth is so surrendered and yielded to him that it becomes his oracle. It's a blessing when your body becomes his flame as his minister. And that is not just preaching from no pulpit. That's being so blessed by God that when you walk in the fire, God takes control of the atmosphere and everything in it turns towards God. Yeah, that can happen. can happen 
it to happen when you loose yourself from the manipulation of this world. You know, I was, you know, that's a very bad spirit manipulation. And it's everywhere. And it's so prevalent during this election time, manipulation. Mind control, mind binding spirit. Confusion, chaos. After Jesus died and was resurrected and was seen and told uh, Mary, go, go, go tell my disciples to meet me. Meet me in Jerusalem. And the Bible says that they were they were in the house and Jesus just manifested himself. Not a not a door was open. Not a curtain was parted so he could walk. He manifested himself. He was just there. Just like he said he was going to be. He just manifested himself. Some of you have been praying, oh, I want to see Jesus. I want to hear Jesus. Do you really? If you can't stand this little transformation and you see Jesus and the glory so heavy on Jesus, all your sins are revealed. All your filth, all your trash, all your backbiting, all your thievery is revealed. Can you really stand that? Can you? All your demons can't stand in front of Jesus. So think about that. God can't look upon sin. Think about that. Are you really ready for Jesus to stand right in front of you and manifest himself? Some got to give. When the natural comes into contact with the supernatural manifestation of Jesus, darkness got to go. Your sin is going to be revealed. Your faith or lack of faith thereof is going to be revealed. Are you really ready? All your righteousness, like the Bible says, except what comes through Jesus. Your right standing with God comes through Jesus. You ready? Are you really ready? That's why you have to stop, stop fighting God's manner of making you his own. God gave me an example a couple of days ago. I think I shared it. 
I know I shared it here. He told he said, look at silver. You know, um, back in the day when you had Rogers and Sheffield, they were all silversmiths. And every time they would make a instrument, make a object, you know, silver, uh, real silver, coffee pots, and platters, and real silver things, they had to put a stamp on it. They had to put a stamp. And you still do. Like, gold is stamped. It used to be. Uh, 24 karat. Then it was, I'm noticing now, then it was 18. I've been watching it. And then it was 14. Nobody would ever think of buying something that only had 10 carats of gold in a gold necklace, a gold piece of jewelry. But now that's what they sell. And to top it off, they sell more fake gold than gold. But but God says he'll make you as pure gold. Pure gold cannot uh, be, be, be um, whatever the word that you use. It can't be made into anything, so they have to put some other um, type of uh, minerals, whatever. I'm not thinking real. I don't know. But they got to put some zinc in it and some not zinc. I don't know what they put in it. I don't really care. But in, for, in, in, in order for the gold to be formed into bars and melted and poured out and molded, whatever, they have to put some other things in it. But God God doesn't have to put no other nothing in you. You don't want no other nothing in you but God. You want to be filled with the fullness of God. No additives. And that what God is attempting to do. And I say attempting again because he won't go against your will. Mm-mm. He wants you to come to him willing. What's the scripture say? If thou be willing, thou will eat the what? Good. Good of the land. The food of the land. The good of the land. Willing and able. Proverbs 15.4. This is from the Amplified. A soothing tongue, speaking words that build up and encourage, is a tree of life. But a perverse tongue, speaking words that overwhelm and depress, crushes the spirit. Peter chapter 3, verse 10 in the Amplified. 
for the one who wants to enjoy good life and see good days, good, whether apparent or not, must keep his or her tongue from free from evil and his or her lips from speaking guile, treachery, deceit. We are justified or condemned by our words. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, verse 37, For by thy words thou shalt be justified, and by thy words thou shalt be condemned. The word justified in the Greek is dikaiosis. Dikaiosis. It's the same word that's used in the uh, court of law to declare someone completely free and absolved of any offense. It means to render righteous. or as such he or she ought to be, to show, exhibit, make clear, one to be righteous, such as he is and wishes himself to be considered. To declare, pronounce one to be just, to set one free from all accusations, while the word condemned From the original Greek means patadikazos. Defined as to give judgment against one, to pronounce guilty, to condemn, to declare someone guilty of an offense or accusation. It means to imprison someone. What the Lord Jesus um, is saying is that from what you say out your mouth you will be either guilty as the devil accuses you and imprisons you or you will be free from all accusations and live a free life The Holy Spirit is saying today today oh thank you Robert Robert put in the chat room when the world adds other metals to gold it's called an alloy they do this because they deem pure gold to be too soft for them to make into jewelry but God's hands are able to make pure gold into whatever he desires. Thank you, God. I'm not all here this morning. I'm I'm probably here and I'm probably in the realm somewhere seeking. Oh, that's what God showed me. Oh, okay. God's promises. God's promises should always be ahead of your fears. 
Put this in your chat room. Write this down. Don't forget it. This is what God was impressing upon me and had me shouting all over the place, I guess, this morning. God will do what he hears you say. You got me? God will do what he hears you say. That's what God says. God will do what he hears you say. But do you believe him? Most of you act like and respond like you don't believe him. If you truly know, and if you truly believe that God will do what you say, what are you saying? If you truly know and believe that God will do what you say, what will you say? I want to tell you what the Holy Ghost is saying. God will do what he hears you say about your own help. God will do what he hears you say about your spouse. God will do what he hears you say about your children. God will do what he hears you say about yourself. God wants you to begin to consider the impact of your words on other people. God wants you to begin to consider the impact of your words on yourself. You see, God will do what he hears you say. And your words, your very own words, can build you or your very own words coming out your very own mouth can be used to destroy you. The Bible says, be gracious in your speech. God, in making you, has a goal. And that goal is to bring out the very best in you and then use you to bring out the very best in others. You must begin to be mindful of your words. You must begin to realize and understand. You must begin to comprehend the power, the power in your very own words. 
coming out of your spirit. Do your soul. Do your body into the atmosphere. Listen. Post this in the chat room. Proverbs 18, 20 through 21 says, Words satisfy the mind as much as fruit does the stomach. Good talk is as gratifying as a good harvest. I want you to post this about six or seven people. Words kill. Words give life. Words are either poison or fruit. But you have the ability to choose. Words are either poison or fruit, but you have the ability to choose. Twelve people went to spy in the land of Canaan. On their return, ten of them said, look, the land is beautiful. We love it. But we can't enter the land. There are giants there who look very big and dominating. They'll kill us all if we dare. And they convinced the rest of the multitude and they cried. We wish we had died in Egypt or even here in the wilderness rather than be taken into this country ahead of us. Jehovah, God, will kill us there and our wives and little ones will become slaves. They said, let's get out of here and return to the bondage of Egypt. The Bible says the idea swept the camp. Let's elect a leader to take us back to Egypt, they shouted. That's numbers. 14 Two through four. I just paraphrase it. They forgot everything that God had done for them in the past. And they believed more in the ability of their enemies. Only two of the twelve. Joshua and Caleb said, It is a wonderful country ahead, and the Lord loves us. He will bring us safely into the land and give it to us. It is very fertile, 
a land flowing with milk and honey. Brothers and sisters, do not rebel against the Lord and do not fear the people of the land for they are but bread for us to eat. The Lord is with us and he has removed his protection from them. Don't be afraid of them. Moses prayed Hallelujah. And God answered and said, Please get this. That word is yet alive, past, present, and eternity. I say, if God ever said it then, God says it now, and God says it into eternity. God said, Hallelujah. God said, say to them, I'm telling you this morning, get those prayer requests out. Lay your hands on them. Declare and decree, as I live, saith the Lord, just as you have spoken in my hearing. So I will do to you. You hear me? Yay! Hallelujah! That's something to be glad about. The Bible tells us that all of those people, except Joshua and Caleb, died in the wilderness. They didn't hear. They didn't want to receive the making of God Almighty. God said, listen, just as you have spoken, you have spoken in my hearing, so I will do to you. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Glory! You got it? I know some of you didn't get it. Too bad. Too bad. You see, all those ten didn't see the land. Only their children did. Why? Because they said, they said out of their own mouth, they would not see the land because of the giant. And our Father God answered them. He answered them according to their own words. They sold words of fear, discouragement, death and failure. And that's what they reaped in their harvest. When we speak fear 
instead of faith. What we're doing is believing that the enemy is more powerful than our creator. That when you speak, the devil got me this, the devil got me that, the devil got me down, the devil got me, the devil got me, the devil got me. He's a liar. But you just came into agreement with him and surrendered and gave yourself to him. By believing, by speaking, by giving him more than he deserves. Because you don't understand. Your creator God, by his own spirit, God lives in you. God abides in you. The words that you speak are full of the spirit of God. Why? 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 Are you surrendering? Why are you giving up? God's powers in the devil. And the devil is laughing and mocking you in your face. Because he knows. He knows. He's using you. He knows. He's using the spirit of God in you. Against you. Because he doesn't have anything else to use against you that is effective. Brothers and sisters, your words are powerful seeds. If you're going, if you say that you're going to die, if you say you're dying, God says, okay, that's what will happen. If you say, I'm finished, this is it. I'm not coming out of this. You force God to say, okay, let it be done to you according to your word. Brothers and sisters, God is trying to transform you. God is trying to make you a God-made man or a God-made woman. God knows that once he transforms you, he transforms all of you. The transformation, your part, is understanding that your words spoken through your spirit passing through your soul coming out of your body are supposed to be life-giving, whoa, life-supporting, 
and the recompense of a man's hand will be rendered to him. Again, Proverbs 18.20, this time from the Living Bible, a man's stomach will be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth. He will be satisfied with the consequence of his words. Your words produce fruit that fill your belly. Use and speak the transforming power of the words of God over your own life. Right words, faith words. Then the result, the fruit will be peace, progress, and good health. But when you speak wrong words, fearful words, hateful words, death words, confusing words, then the fruit will be sickness, confusion, chaos, stagnation, and death. Brothers and sisters, Come on into agreement with the process that God is using to make you his God-made man or his God-made woman. You might be saying, well, where you get this from, Erica? I'm glad you're thinking that because I want to tell you something. God made Jesus. Did you hear what I said? God made Jesus. And Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father sits is in God's own Holy Spirit to you and I to make us Will you allow him? Will you allow him to complete the process? Will you come into agreement with God over you? Will you come into agreement with God possessing the reins to your nature, possessing the reins to your character? Will you come into agreement with God, making you a God-made man or a God-made woman? Brothers and sisters, God is enriching your life through your spirit by way of your soul through his own Holy Spirit. God is restoring your soul by his own Holy Spirit. God is making you strong in the Lord 
and in the power of his might. God's own Holy Spirit within you is leading you into all truth. God is at work right now in your life. God is making everything about your life better. God is blessing your children right now. God is making your health better right now. God is making your marriage better right now. God is making your wife or your husband a great person right now. God is making things better within all of your relationships right now. Right now. In the name of Jesus and by the power of God's own Holy Spirit within you, God is making you love more and more and more every day. God and his own Holy Spirit is working with you, making your finances better and better. Come on. Come on into agreement with God. Let God transform the word. Let them be Holy Spirit-filled words spoken out of your mouth. God is making you so that you be in love more and more every day. God's own Holy Spirit is making you to hear his voice better every day. God is making you so that you will no longer labor in vain. I want you to thank the Lord God this morning. I want you to thank the Lord God this morning for letting you know that you're walking in his direction for your life. I want you to thank the Lord God this morning that you live in abundance. I want you to thank the Lord Jesus. I want you to thank the Holy Spirit that from now on, when others are saying negative things to cast you down, you don't have to say them. All you have to do is think. Hallelujah. Think. Think. And receive the lifting power of God. I want you to thank the Lord Jesus that your finances are getting better and better. I want you to thank God's own Holy Spirit that supernaturally God is bringing you out of debt. I want you to thank your Father God. I want you to thank the Lord Jesus. I want you to thank the Holy Spirit that no devil 
no demons, no witch, wizard, sorcery shall have any dominion over you. And I want you to come on in. Come on in to agreement with God making you a God-made man and a God-made woman today.
Y'all ready to go to church? 